Hi, this is Nikki from Motherhood Unfiltered is going to be okay. You're listening to another podcast episode. If you like the podcast and the episode, please write a review, share with a friend, or leave a comment. You can also visit my website at www.nikkiasherbowling.com or you can visit my YouTube channel. Thank you and enjoy a new episode from Motherhood Unfiltered is going to be okay. Hello, this is Nikki from Motherhood Unfiltered is going to be okay. And today um, I have a special guest, Michelle Connery, and she is a um, life coach. I... <laughs> I'm a recovery coach. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> recovery coach. Oh my gosh. I, there's something wrong with my brain. But if you're watching this on YouTube, Please like, comment, and subscribe, and share it. That's a demand. No, actually, it's a request. But um, <laughs> so, um, so today we have Michelle Connery, and I've enjoyed talking to her um, so far. And she's got a good sense of humor. Good thing because she's on here talking to me. And all kinds of stuff happen, usually happens. But so, Michelle, I know that you were an accountant mm -hmm. and then you had an experience that you had never felt before. Mm -hmm. So I, if you could tell us about that sure. and how those steps led up to being a recovery coach today. Sure. So yeah, thank I'd you love for to. being on our show. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. Um, it's, it's exciting. And I love having fun. So um, we'll go with the flow here. So yeah, as you mentioned, I was an accountant for probably close to 25 years. It's just short of 25 mm -hmm. years. I worked my way up the ladder. And in the process, I forgot to take care of my health or put it on the back burner, as I like to say. And yep. in 2018, I had a major health scare. So I was on a conference call and it was really heated conversation. I was working from home and I started feeling what I thought were chest pains. At the time, I thought it could be an anxiety attack, but part of my brain was wondering if I was having a heart attack. And I got off the call and things weren't getting any better. I could feel my heart racing and I was really starting to get worried. So right. I texted my best friend and asked her if I should go to the hospital. <laughs> I, I, really just wasn't I feel sure. like I'm dying. Should I go? Right, like, should I go? I might be dying. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I got a lot of work to do. So maybe I should just right. stay here. Right. You know, that was right. the thought in my head. Um, and she just basically, you know, you know, so have you tried this? Have you tried that? Because she knew I suffered from anxiety. And, yeah. you know, so we were, you know, and then she's like, okay, I said, should I really, should I go to the ER? Like, I, I just don't know yeah. what to do because I'm not feeling any better. And right, right. An hour after I got off the call and she's basically said, you know, it's not the worst idea you've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta At least love she that knows that when, when, when they talk to you like that, right? Yeah. So again, I I drove myself to the ER. Now that was probably the worst idea. <laughs> 
please, please. Probably. Please. If you're watching this and you think you're, you have a health issue, do not, you know, if you think it's a heart attack or whatever, do not drive yourself to the ER, you know, call the ambulance. Good advice. Call yes. a friend, please. <laughs> say that first off. Um, go out there safely. Anyways, after about eight hours, because you're in there a long time while they're doing tests and retesting and mm -hmm. waiting for the re results, had a lot of time right. to think and wondering how I got into that mm -hmm. position. And Luckily for me, it wasn't a heart attack. It was a severe panic attack, but wow. my blood pressure was so high. They were worried that I might have an underlying heart condition. They were worried oh. that if I didn't get things under control, that the next time it could be a heart attack. And I was 48 yeah, years old and yeah. I'm like, I wasn't even 48 at the time. <laughs> I was like, right. You know, it was a couple <laughs> months before my birthday. That's scary. And I'm like, and to, yeah. like, I didn't want to have a heart attack and especially not one at 48. So I right, ended up right. with about three months off work, um, started seeing a therapist and started really um, thinking about how did I get here? What do I want to do? What what's got, like, what do I need to do to get better? And that started yeah. my, my journey to become healthier. It's when mm -hmm. I started my nutrition certification because I was really trying to find out information and really figure out what would work for, for mm -hmm. me. And I thought I was doing better. And then the pandemic hit and that added a, another level oh. of stress. <laughs> people know, right? Like none of us has ever gone through that before. And uh, living alone, right. having family across the country at the time I was living in Ontario where I grew up and yeah. my youngest sister right. and her kids and, and my parents live out here in Newfoundland now. And uh -huh. I was so worried about my parents because they're in their 70s, worried about not seeing them again and all of that. Yeah. And really, I hit rock bottom. And that's when I realized I was in burnout. Like hindsight tells me I was in burnout a long time before that. It was like slowly <laughs> growing. And, but I, I know I really, that, you have to realize it for yourself. You do. You do. Like even yeah. though I was with a therapist and working on stress management and I know she knew I was in burnout, but I still was mm -hmm. not ready to put my yeah. hand up and admit that right it was enough that I admitted right. I had anxiety that I suffered right. from panic attacks I was embarrassed enough right because you know how can I be a high functioning accountant uh -huh. and suffer from these things like that that's what kind of always ran through my mind is oh well mm -hmm. if I'm suffering from these then maybe I'm not really really sick I am, right like I'm not yeah. really sick Right, right. I couldn't right. reconcile, you know, being able to function at work and having anxiety and being burnt out. Right. So, yeah. So it really. Well, it's me. just to me. Yeah. It's to me. It's the same thing as if someone has cancer and they still mm -hmm. go to work. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you wouldn't know it because you still see them, you, you know, unless yeah. they tell you. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, having anxiety is the same thing. Yeah. You know, unless. Yeah. Michelle tells us that, you know, yeah, <laughs> she's stressing yeah. out over there, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, and the more I read too, like I, I, I was, and I am a high functioning person with anxiety. Right. Yeah. So some of the traits that you see that come out, like you don't, mm -hmm. like you said, you don't see the anxiousness on the inside. You don't see that right. I'm nitpicking every little thing that I'm doing, that I'm right. worried somebody else is going to criticize right. my every move, right? Right, that's exactly. All, that's all going through my head. And people always say, well, you present yourself very well, you know, like you come across confident. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm like dying. On it takes inside. a big effort. Yeah. It's <laughs> a big, huge effort. And that's also part of what, 
resulted in the burnout too, right? Is because I was, I like to say, I was trying to fit a square peg in a round hole. Oh my God. Trying to live up to expectations, a perfectionist type A. Mm -hmm. Um, Throughout my career, people told me, you know, if you want to get ahead, you know, got to work harder. You got to, you can't be as nice. You know, you can't lead with that much empathy (laughs) and compassion. Right. So like when you put that off, it's like, but that's who I am underneath. And so then I'm trying to be yeah. harder, right. On my yeah. self and my employees, you know, and that all added up over time. And I think, like I said, the right. pandemic was just like the last straw. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, that was it. That was it. I, I had I no more to the, give. <laughs> the pandemic really put everybody through their paces. I mean, yeah, I, I felt myself like becoming um, a shut-in, you know, and now it's to the point where I have to make myself get out of the house, you know, and um, I mean, it's easy just to get in a car and just go, we live in a little town, you know, just go two, two, two minutes away, but to actually put pants on and go to the next town over, you know, to see my mom, I'm like, do I yeah. have to do oh, that? Oh, I know. No, like, and and I, I hear you too. Yeah. <laughs> because I, I think I went, I went through everything, every emotion possible when it hit, I went through, yeah. I'm too scared to leave the house, but oh, <laughs> I've got no food. <laughs> I better put my pants on and go get some food. Exactly. Me, exactly. Right? And, and yeah. And yeah, it was, it was yeah, crazy. I could totally relate to people <laughs> telling you that, but you seem so calm. Um, when my oldest son was four and, um, he was so hyper and when we, I took him to the doctor, it was for a yearly, uh, checkup and he was all over the place. He was in everything. He's touching everything. I'm like, these, this doctor's going to kick us out of here, you know? (laughs) And, um, you know, I, every time he'd get into something, I would just go over there, you know, pulling back and, and at the. I saw another, I think I saw a nurse and she said, yeah, the doctor is just commending you on how calm you are with your son in the exam room. I'm like, I, I wanted to choke him. That's what I wanted to do because he wouldn't sit still. I said, well, I guess I did. I did a good job that day hiding my emotions because I thought yeah. if this kid doesn't sit down. Yeah. I'm going to run out of this room screaming. <laughs> yeah, so, was... so what were some of the things? Uh, so when the pandemic hit and mm-hmm. you were back at home, right? Yeah. So what were some of the things that you started to do, um, you know, to help yourself with, you know, the anxiety, especially, yeah. you know, having a bad panic attack? Yeah. So one of the first things I did, I mean, I was still seeing my therapist and I had a, an awesome family doctor who was very supportive. And mm-hmm. I talked to both of them. That was my first step. It's like, you know, this anxiety mm-hmm. is getting out of control again. I thought I had a handle on it. Um, mm-hmm. And because they had both been with me over that, that two year period and they knew my history and they knew what I'd gone through. Um, right. They understood. Right. And right. Up until that point, I was hesitant to go on medication. But at that point, I was mm-hmm. like, I think maybe now's the time because it's just too mm-hmm. much. Right, um, right. 
So the first step was really checking in with them and my doctor running extra tests just to make sure I didn't mm -hmm. have any underlying health conditions again, you know, because I was like really right. tired and making sure I didn't have, you know, something that was attributing to this, to the yeah. um, fatigue. Right. Yeah. And when we ruled all that out, it was like, okay, I need a break. Uh, you know, so I ended up <laughs> taking time off again. So he prescribed some more time off and, right. um, which allowed me to get adjusted to the medications as well. And uh -huh. really uh -huh. just speaking with my therapist and I started coming up with a plan because up until that point, we've been kind of floating the idea of me changing jobs. Should I mm -hmm. just jump into coaching? How mm -hmm. am I going to do that? And it really was a light bulb moment that I no longer wanted to stay in that toxic work environment. And I no longer wanted to stay in the corporate world because accounting was not my passion. It was yeah. not what I wanted to do anymore. And right. I know not everybody has the luxury to just up and quit a job or change careers. But <laughs> yeah. for me, yeah, for me, that was the answer. And just even yeah. coming to that decision, because I've been wrestling with right. it. And then the second part of the decision was moving out to Newfoundland, right? To be closer to mom and dad, to be closer to my mm -hmm. sister and the kids and, and, and her husband and his family, mm -hmm. because I was feeling very isolated. Oh, and for sure. Being able to make those decisions and kind of helped calm me down a bit, right? Like it kind of took some weight off my shoulder yeah. because I had yeah. been thinking about it for a long time. And then mm -hmm. all of a sudden it was like, okay, you've got an end point in mind. Right. And you've taken right. this first step forward, right? Like you're not, <laughs> yeah. You're not, I, I call it the pit of despair. Like uh -huh. at the bottom of burnout, I felt like it was in the pit of despair. If anybody knows Princess Bride, you know what I'm talking about. You know, the albino, you're never going to get out, right? Like don't bother trying to not get out. That's what it felt like. But as soon as I made those first few decisions with the help of my therapist mm -hmm. and talking to my mom and dad and said, yeah, now's yeah. the time, let's figure this out. There was a little bit of glimmer of light, right? Yeah. Like, oh, That's awesome. Maybe yeah. I can change things. Maybe it doesn't right. have to be this way. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I have control of my own destiny. <laughs> yeah, maybe I have control and I can start changing things and building the life that I want to live instead of the life yeah. of thought I was supposed to have mm -hmm. right like you know what I mean the whole yeah good job work your way up work yourself hard and then retire and then hope you don't <laughs> die and you have fun to do what you want to do right that was the path I was on <laughs> I know well I mean I whenever I'm wrestling with something a decision and I'm not for sure what I should decide and then when I finally make that decision it's like why didn't I do this a long time ago? Why was I doubting everything in the world, you know? And because yeah. and I know exactly how you feel. You know, you make a decision and you're like, wow, that felt mm -hmm. wonderful. Okay, mm -hmm. let me make some other decisions around yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, but you moved from Ontario, right, to yeah. Newfoundland? Yep. During the pandemic. Yep. <laughs> that was a long trek. <laughs> it, it, it was. Yeah. Um, luckily I had sold my house the year before, so I was renting and I was going month uh -huh. by month at that point. So yeah. I didn't have a house to sell. So thank 
God, <laughs> I really like that. Was, yeah. <laughs> um, the trickiest part was at that point, Newfoundland had locked down the province because mm-hmm. it's an island, right? So they're like, we don't want yeah. anybody in. <laughs> Rest of Canada, you keep your terms. We don't want anybody in. Um, but so I got like, oh, to <laughs> but, but I got to I got to get there, right? So you actually had yeah. to apply to the to the government, to the Department uh-huh. of Health, and 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 tell them why you were coming and I'm, I'm moving oh. and I'm coming and I'm, I'm relocating and I'm living with family yeah. and my parents are seniors and they're just like just everything, right? Like it all <laughs> the wall. they heard your whole life story, huh? Pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> and then it was a waiting game, right? And yeah. you went on their website. They said, if you don't hear within so many weeks, you didn't get accepted. Uh-huh. So those so many weeks went by and I didn't hear anything. I'm like, wow, didn't get accepted. And then, Three weeks after that, I got an email. You're allowed to come. <laughs> Someone else must have changed their mind. <laughs> Somebody, or they had a backlog. I don't know what it was. Oh, probably. Um, it's probably, yeah. yeah. So as soon as I got that, it was just like, okay, let's, I got the green light. So now yeah. the, all those plans that we've been starting to make, I can start uh-huh. putting in motion and I can start right. picking an end date for my my job I can yeah you know write that letter of resignation and boy did that feel good and right again it gave me another little sense of hope yeah I had a ton of work to do and how like yeah you know, packing up a household selling stuff mm-hmm. figuring yeah. out how I was going to get myself and a cat across the country in the middle of a <laughs> pandemic um because yeah. you know originally I was like I was drive no, uh-huh. I'm not driving. Like, like every province was shut down. Like I would not be able to stop. It's not, I'm not driving all those thousands of miles to. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. On my own. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. So let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so that it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor.com dot fm to get started again it's a n c h o r dot fm to get started with a cat (laughs) so i ended up you know the moving company moved my car and the cat and I got on a plane and flew out. So, oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So so now that you're um, in Newfoundland, so what, what, when you feel that you're having, you know, an anxiety attack, what are some of the steps that someone can, can do, mm-hmm. um, you know, to try to either avoid it, not avoid it, but at least lessen the intensity of it, you know, I mean, you have to definitely realize when you're starting to, you know, feel that pressure on your chest and shortness. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, now, like 
after, you know, all of this, I've, I've come to realize that when I do feel that sensation, luckily I don't get it as much as I used to, because I've alleviated a lot of the stress that was causing it, but oh, it, so it get still rid happens, of the right? I'm trying to stress. create my own business, right? Like I'm an entrepreneur, yeah. so that it, right. it does come back, <laughs> but I recognize it quicker. Like I'm mm -hmm. able to say, oh, my chest is oh. feeling tight. Mm -hmm. And I just stop and I check in with myself. Like, okay, what's going mm -hmm. on? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's anxiety. Okay. <laughs> and then I just talk to myself, what, what's going on? Why are you feeling anxious? Right. You know, yeah. and, and sitting with it because too many of us, so whether it's anxiety, panic attacks, burnout, all of uh -huh. that, we don't know how to deal with our emotions. Oh God. We've no. been taught to push them down and to, to ignore mm -hmm. them, right? Like we're gonna pack them up over yeah. here and one day I might deal with them. <laughs> uh, I gotta keep moving forward because I got too much to do. I can't sit and feel sad, mad, angry, happy. Exactly. Joy. None of that, right? What angry. what I hate about that whole concept is is okay, so you just put pack them away, you're not gonna deal with them. And then somebody says something and then you are it triggers an emotion. <sighs> And you're an emotional wreck in the middle of the yes. wrong time in the wrong place. You know what I mean? Yep. Seriously. Yeah. Cause you've held so, on. I mean, long. really we need to learn to deal with it. Yeah. And it, I, that's part of what this whole process has taught me from that first yeah. massive panic attack mm -hmm. to everything that led up to then the pandemic where I was, you know, like you said, I was bawling my eyes out in the middle of my living room floor when the premier of Ontario <laughs> announced the lockdown. And I'm like, oh hang on, why am I crying? Oh, I'm overwhelmed. Like, this is just too much. <laughs> yeah. I can't take this on. Okay. All right. I get it. Cry. Yeah. You need to cry. Yeah. <laughs> Let it out, right? Like, nobody's yeah. around. Just the cat's looking at right. me. That's it. We, you don't have to turn the camera on when we get back on the Zoom call. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> don't do that. We'll be crying. So, yeah, this is giving myself permission to feel those emotions as they're coming up mm. and trying to figure out where it's coming from and not trying mm. to pack it up in that bag or that box and put it on the yeah. shelf. Right. You got to right. to breathe like breathing too is a, it, it seems like crazy. Well, we all know how to breathe, but no, no, <laughs> no, deep breath, I know exactly. right. Deep yeah. breath. And just yeah. trying to like close my eyes and take a few minutes. Cause now I realize it's my body telling me, that I need to pay attention to something. Yes. And exactly. I need to figure out what that something is. So maybe I've got too many thoughts on my mind and I need to just mm -hmm. take a breather and, and, and close my eyes for a few minutes and just relax and then write mm -hmm. everything down. Oh, and I can't forget about God, it. Right. Yes. One of those, yeah. maybe it's, I've overcommitted myself and I better go like take some of those things off my to-do <laughs> list. <laughs> I know, right? Or I said so yes, something some that really doesn't align with me anymore, right? That's, yeah. that's a lot of the work I've done as well is to reconnect with my my core values and really just yeah. trying to figure out how I can live more authentically in alignment with them, right? Because yeah. that was part of the problem throughout the corporate career is like, I value fun and compassion <laughs> and joy and <laughs> being courageous. Right. Yeah. In a corporate world, when's the last time we saw a lot of fun and joy? <laughs> Compassion there's, depends on your manager, right? There's not a lot of, well, especially the higher yeah. up people. 
exactly. So, so for so many years, I was told mm-hmm. to box those up and forget about those. So now I'm mm-hmm. trying to really mm-hmm. remember those. And, and so when I'm doing things, when I'm thinking about what I want to take on and what I want to do, I'm like, is is it going to help me with those, you know, live my core values? And if the answer is yeah. no, then it's like, ah, maybe I shouldn't be doing that. So has your family noticed this positive change in your life? I mean, or are you that type of family that doesn't talk about those things? I think we talked about your family and you guys are a bunch of kidders. We are. We're all very, very very sarcastic. Yeah. Yeah. We forgot. My dad taught us the art of sarcasm. Um, I, I would have to say like for the most of my life, especially like I didn't really open up to them about my anxiety and all of that because I was so ashamed. I thought there was something wrong with me. I thought it made me a failure Mm -hmm. and I found it hard to talk about it at first. Mm -hmm. I talk Mm -hmm. about it more now. Um, I, when I'm with my niece and nephew and I see some of their perfectionist tendencies, I'm trying to talk to them <laughs> in a different way because I don't want them to end up where I ended up. Right. Like, and right. So is my sister, right. Like she, yeah. she you know, so we're, we're both, you know, I'm like, okay, yeah. <laughs> Did you notice? Yeah. She's like, yeah, we're working. That. Okay. So I don't just, you know, <laughs> we're on the same page here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But I think, I think they've noticed a, a change, especially like it took me, when I got here, you know, typical type A, I thought two weeks in isolation, I'll, I'll be over my burnout and I'll be back and I'll be ready to go start my business, but <laughs> didn't work out that way. So it took me a while to really mm-hmm. recover. And I'd say like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't know that there's days when I think maybe I haven't recovered, <laughs> but I'm a lot <laughs> we all feel that way. Yeah. Definitely. Th- you know, they've commented, you're laughing more. Yep. <laughs> you don't take things as seriously anymore. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like there's certain things that it was like, like yeah. serious. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine you acting like that, but I'm well, sure you have. I mean, yeah, you, know. <laughs> you have. And, and you know, I used to say I'd have two hats, right? The work hat. But then sometimes when you came home, the work hat didn't come off and you're miserable and grumpy and easily irritated right those those are the things Mm -hmm. I noticed yeah like I've always had a sense of humor but when you get into burnout you lose that and you become so cynical and so negative and Mm -hmm. you lose all your joy so it's like I think yeah you know I'm yes I've always been sarcastic but it did change right as I was in that deep yeah. dark place and it took me a while to come back and and find that again and and now I'm like you know the mental fog is gone so I can come up with those quick wits and, <laughs> and, and joke with mom and dad and my sister and brother-in-law and right. like but the other thing is I've also learned to have fun again right? that's great I yeah. mean yeah we've got to give ourselves some time to relax and kid around. I mean, you know, I, if I haven't done anything like that, I mean, I definitely feel like I'm going to, you know, at one moment explode, Yeah. you know? (laughs) So, so, so now that you, um, so you're a recovery coach and I apologize for not remembering that at first, but so, 
So the clients that you take on, are they the same type of people that, yeah, you know, so were I, in yeah. corporate, you so know, yeah, specializing and, in burnout recovery for ambitious professionals. Yeah. So, cause I, you know, I really passionate about helping them either, yeah. you know, get out of burnout before they hit the bottom of that pit and, yeah. and equipping them with tools and that, that will help them bounce back quicker because, yeah. you know, burnout is something that is part of the human condition because we're mm -hmm. taught to just work, 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 work. And if you're not giving mm -hmm. 110%, you're lazy. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I want to try and change as well. So, you know, it's, 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 it's all, all the way back to the beginning of time. I mean, it is. yeah. If you're not a hunter, you were a gatherer, mm -hmm. you know, so, and here we are still doing but it now today. we don't hunt or gather so <laughs> well i mean you yeah know. <laughs> we but yeah no no my goal is to help ambitious professionals because i i know what it's like in the corporate environment so yeah whether, you know right. i know what the pressures there are like i know what it's like to you know, be constantly going, right? To be constantly mm -hmm. busy and not have time for yourself. And I know mm -hmm. that that's not yeah. sustainable. So I, I, I want to help people avoid that scary trip to the ER because I don't wish right. that on anyone. And I, I truly believe that together we can all work to end the toxic work environments and create better work cultures that are... Yeah supportive and encourage mm -hmm. people to lead a more balanced life, so, right? Like balance yeah. work in life is like this balance is finding what works for you, where you can, right. You know, have time for your hobbies, your family relationships and yourself, right. Your uh -huh. health and well, wellness as well. So, so do you think yeah. that people can still, I mean, you know, like you said earlier, not everybody can just kick their, job to the side and you mm -hmm. know say see ya but I mean can I mean you do you think people can still keep their job if they have to keep it and still be able to balance yes all of that yes I, oh okay. yeah I, I I do and I mean it comes back to again their core values like if they're in a job that they enjoy or they enjoyed because usually once you're in, yeah. burnout, you start to lose your passion and your joy for your job right. as well. Exactly. Um, but if at one point it was a source of joy and it was, mm -hmm. you know, something that they were passionate about, definitely they can mm -hmm. get that passion back. It's, it's all about looking at where we can realign their, their core values and, and taking a look at everything they're trying to do because they're, most likely trying to do too much and trying to be perfect yeah. at it all, which is not oh, possible. for sure. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's really, it's a lot of digging down into yourself and looking at those habits, finding what's led you to burnout. Cause there's so many different causes of burnout, internal and external and yeah. really working on that mental piece as well. Um, it's like for me, it was because I was always driven because I never thought I was good enough. I was a perfectionist. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. I didn't know how to set boundaries mm -hmm. with myself yeah. and others, with work, all of that. So it's digging into that. So what pieces are you missing? What caused the burnout? And looking to build healthier habits around those things to help support you so that right. you can come out of it 
yeah. and be more resilient and, and learn how you can prioritize yourself first. Cause that, that's mm-hmm. most people don't know how to do that. And that no. is one of the biggest reasons why we end up in burnout, you know? Yeah. I know one of the things that I've learned is my ex-husband used to tell me all the time, you know, if you don't take care of you, you can't take care of anybody else. Yeah. You know, and I was like, I I mean, I'm like, you know, he's blowing smoke, (laughs) you know, whatever. But uh, now as I've gotten older, I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. What he was saying is true. You know, you have to take care of you. Because, and it's like when you're on an airplane, they say, put on your Mm -hmm. oxygen mask first and then help somebody else. Yeah. So, I mean, so definitely we've all heard that. And I, you know, and sometimes we hear things over and over and over and we just are numb to it. But I feel like we really need to listen and pay attention Mm -hmm. and, you know, apply it to our lives personally. Mm-hmm. So, so how can people reach out to you yeah. um, if they're struggling, you know, they're in a corporate job and, or they work at, at an accountant firm in Canada yeah. and it's yeah. about to lose their mind over it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, um, the best place right now is my Instagram account at coach Michelle Connery. Um, I am in the process of updating my website. They can oh, find okay. me there, but it's just in the process of being updated. It's oh my god, I know that story. Yes, yeah, <laughs> Michelle Connery uh, flash about. So it, it's it's yeah. in the process of being updated. I hope to have that updated by next week. But yeah, no, right. definitely yeah. Get a hold of me on Instagram. Send me a message, and we can. I found you right that. away when I mm-hmm. checked you out on Instagram. And uh, I definitely loved the content that you had out there. So, um, so what last words of, do you have anything, one last thing to say before we uh, end our conversation today? Like, yeah, I just want to encourage all of you to, you know, if you are feeling like you're in burnout or you're not sure if you're Mm -hmm. in burnout, please reach out to somebody. Um, There is no shame in experiencing burnout. It does not mean you're a failure. It just means you need help and you can climb out of that pit and you can reignite your, your spark and go from burnt out to balanced. I believe it. And you don't, you know, you want to quit your job fine, but if you don't, (laughs) right, like everybody's different, but it's, it's about finding that balance for you. Reach out to Michelle. She'll pull you out of that pit of despair or help you and save you from the (laughs) R-U-S-O. Or is it the R-U, the rest of in unusual sides, R-O-U-S. I don't remember. But anyway, it's a big rat and they were ugly. So, (laughs) so Michelle, thank you so much for being a guest on motherhood unfiltered. It's going to be okay. And you'll be able to um, check out this video in a couple of weeks and it'll be a podcast and it'll be a video on YouTube. So um, just remember if you go out to listen to it as on a podcast to rate my podcast (laughs) and that's a request 
well, it's more like a demand, but I'll <laughs> say it's a request, but <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Anyway, thank you everyone. And I hope to see you guys soon. Bye. love this episode of motherhood unfiltered it's going to be okay podcast head over to apple spotify or amazon podcast to subscribe rate and leave a review it's very much appreciated thank you